Morning, church. Got one of these? All right, grab your Bible and uh, just really stoked. Thanks, Mitch. Uh, Mitch forgot to mention, Mitchell's mom is teaching women's uh, this week and has been working on it. Books all over the house, notes all over the bed. Uh, Ladies, don't miss that. And then this afternoon, we're premiering the Jesus Revolution and so excited and praying, just believing God for another, uh, a second outpouring, another Jesus revolution. Come on, church. Are you believing God for that? Come on. And so I think there's some spots left. We've got a matinee at three o'clock with uh, several, uh, several hundred signed up for that in here. We've got the screen ready to go. Uh, and then I think the six o'clock is, is completely slammed. Uh, but we'll fit you in. Football's boring. We're talking Jesus revolution, church. This is really uh, the backstory of the Calvary Chapel movement that we're a part of here at Horizon and uh, Chuck Smith and how the Lord uh, anointed and, and poured out his spirit and blessed. Chuck and Kay in such an incredible way, and and the guys that came out of that whole movement. uh, I remember sitting on the shag carpet at Calvary Chapel Costa Mesa and uh, listening to Pastor Chuck, bald head, big smile. Well, you know, uh, right? And he'd always pick it. He's like a little, right there, a little scab right there, and Kay, if we add some Vaseline for this, and um, you know, without Jesus, you're all going to hell. That's what he would do. And uh, we were just. <laughs> and so uh, Kelsey Grammer plays Chuck in the movie, and uh, that's sort of cool, pretty fun. And um, Dallas Jenkins being here last weekend, some of the actors that are in The Chosen are also in The Jesus Revolution, uh, including Jonathan, who plays Jesus himself, and so uh, really stoked and excited for that, and Lionsgate has been incredibly gracious to let us premiere this for free, and it doesn't come out in theaters until the end of February, so if you want to get in on that, just go to the website. Grab yourself a couple of free tickets, show up. Our coffee bar will be open. We'll be making specialty coffees. It's open right now. In fact, we're praying for the the new doors uh, and everything that Mitch mentioned. He's kind of on the point for all of that for me and doing a great job. But if you've kind of ever wanted to experience that walking through the walls post-resurrection kind of a thing, we've we've got it all set up for you today. Just kind of go over there, experience that, and wondering how expensive it is, just do the math on what it would cost you to put doors like that in and then add a couple zeros and uh, drop it in the agape box in the lobby on your way out. It would be awesome. Um, It it looks like it always uh, was meant to be there and people are so funny. People are like, is the bookshop staying here? Yes, for the next 30 years. So Um, Mark 14, I I love the journey of faith through scripture. I love the highs. I learn from the lows. 
We bless the Lord in the highs. Uh, we learn from the Lord in the lows. And if you've, ever, if you've ever been to London, you're familiar with that title slide that was already up there on the big screen this morning, Mind the Gap. And it's one of the lows in Peter's life that I just really felt compelled to share with you this morning as we're still in the month of January here, getting in on the new year, resolutions that are being set. This is actually Peter's worst day. Uh, it's the low point in his walk and life and faith, and it's in Scripture for us to learn from, and in learning from, then seek by the Spirit to avoid falling into this uh, very serious trap that, that Peter finds himself in. You're very familiar with Mark 14, and... Um, I just want to review with you what, what's going on. They've been um, celebrating communion as, uh, as, as we're about to do, and uh, some things have been declared by the Lord Jesus at the meal, at communion, what the bread means, what the juice, what the cup means, uh, how difficult the night is going to be prophetically. He, he lays it all out for them. In fact, says to them, um, one of you is going to betray me, and they start freaking out. They do in Mark 14, right around verse 19. They're like, Lord, is it me? Is it me? Is it I? Would I? Oh, I would never. Is it, is it I? And, and he just calls them out, literally, and says, I'll tell you who it is, verse 20, it's the one who dips with me in the dish. It's the one who takes the bread and, and simultaneously dips his, his bread in the sop, in the, in, in the cup, uh, uh, with me. And then it gets worse in verse 27. He's like, you're all going to stumble. You're all going to forsake me. Forsake is an interesting word in Scripture. Um, I'm freezing up here. I, I spilled coffee this morning. Oh, this is where I. This is why I wear black. But it was really warm when I spilled it, <laughs> and now my britches are freezing. Um, he's like, "You're all gonna forsake." Means to forget about somebody on purpose. I'm going to forget about you on purpose. Stop thinking about my pants. Uh, start thinking about avoiding forsaking the Lord in 2023. And there can be times in our lives where we will legitimately, purposefully, Forget about him on purpose. That's what he says happens. Verse 27, Jesus said to them, all of you are gonna be made to stumble because of me this night, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep will scatter. But after I have been raised, here, here's prophetic. Here is the prophetic promise. I'm sure more with you about that next weekend. After I've been raised, I'll go before you to Galilee. He lays it all, you can 
take it to the bank. You can count on God fulfilling the promise of his word over your life in 2023. He's like, guys, it's gonna get bumpy for a while. You're actually gonna forget about me on purpose for a while. But I'm gonna rise again from the dead. I'm gonna conquer all of this for you on your behalf. And then if you're wondering where I'm at, you'll catch up with me in Galilee. Peter said to him, verse 29, even if all were made to stumble, yet I will not be. Take note of that. This is what ultimately leads Peter into the place of him denying that he ever even knew the man. Starts right here. Starts in verse 29. There is a incremental, nobody wakes up in the morning and says, you know what I think I'll do today? I think I'll go over to one sale for lunch and then I'll take a walk on the beach and then I'm gonna deny the Lord. Nobody wakes up and says, my plan for today is to deny you. It's incremental. There's a progression to it. I'm gonna show you that progression today. Because I think it's really important, if you've been to London, you've seen the sign, it's important for us to mind the gap. There could be this gap in your life as a wife. There could be this gap in your life as a husband, as a dad, as the owner of a business, as a student. And you gotta mind the gap. Lest 2023 ends up being that year where stages of separation are tolerated and permitted and, and allowed to then cause for you and, and, and for me to find ourselves when it's all said and done like Peter off course. Here's where it starts. Even if all are made to stumble, I won't, Jesus said to him, assuredly I say to you that today even this night, before the rooster crows twice, how many times is the rooster gonna crow? Twice. You will deny me three times. But he spoke more vehemently, right? First objection, I object, your honor, overruled. I sternly object. This is, this is his response, verse 31. I, I, I vehemently object, even if I have to die with you, I will not deny you. And they all said the same thing, yeah, 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 we're with Peter, we're on Peter's team, not the team to be on. We're with, we're with, well, yeah. Okay, then they came to the place which is named Gethsemane, it means pressing. It's where the olives were crushed, it's where they were pressed into oil. There's gonna be a pressing in this garden. They came to a garden of Gethsemane and there he said to the disciples, sit here while I pray. And he took Peter, James, and John with him. That's fascinating. He's just called the guy out and said, actually, the day isn't over yet, Peter, and tonight you're denying me. But come, 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 just come and be with me. Come and pray with me. He took Peter, James, and John with him and he began to be troubled and deeply distressed. And he said to them, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful like sweat like blood, right? Even to death, stay here and watch. And he went a little further and he fell on the ground and he prayed that if it were possible, that hour might pass from him. We could get a pass on this, Lord. I'd rather not go through this, Lord. Can we get a pass? Like free pass, like don't go to jail, like directly to go, just like, could we just pass? 
And he said, verse 36, here's a prayer for the new year. Abba, Daddy. Abba, Father. It's one of my favorite memories. Whenever I go to Israel, one, one of my standout memories is when in the streets you hear the little kids, Abba, Abba, Abba. He's like, call me Daddy. Here, here he's calling him Daddy. Daddy, Father. Abba, Father. All things are possible for you. That's faith. That's a great prayer going into this new year. All things are possible for you, Dad. Now here's his request. And we're to make our request. Make your request known. Boldly come before the throne of grace. Here's his request. Daddy, Abba, all things are possible for you. I got all my eggs in one basket. I'm, I'm putting all my weight on this. I'm leaning in. I'm, I'm, I'm trusting you with everything. Here's my request. Take this cup from me. Remove this from me. Make your request known, but then fall back on this. Nevertheless, not my will, but what you will. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Nevertheless, not, not what I'm wanting, but what you're wanting. And he came and he found him sleeping, verse 37, until he was like, what? And he said to Peter, Okay, I don't mean to pick on Peter, but we're going to kind of use him in our case study this morning. We're just going to kind of follow this. He came to Peter and he said, Simon, you're sleeping. Could you not watch one hour? This is the progression that leads to denial. You tracking? You with me? This is the progression. We'll, 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 we'll jot some notes down. This is us learning now from Scripture how to mine the gap. Because here it is with Peter. Here it is. Starting to go like this. Starting to go like this. And he's like, hey, Pete, Pete, come on, man. It's just been a few minutes. Could you not stay awake and, 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 and pray? Are you asleep? Come on, come on. Watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. There, there's a great word for a new year. Watch and pray. Don't doze off. This would be a bad time for you to be dozing off. Be dozing off? Give him an elbow. Hey, watch and pray. Watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. For the Spirit indeed is willing. Know this going into 2023. The Spirit is willing. Come on, church. But the flesh is weak. Flesh is weak. Know that going into a brand new year. And again, he went away and he prayed and he spoke the same words. Same words. Same prayer. Same prayer, second verse. Abba, Daddy, you can do all things. And I'm praying we could just let this cup pass. Nevertheless, not he prays the same prayer again he spoke the same words and when he returned he found him asleep again guys hey guys for their eyes were heavy and they didn't know what to answer him it's like that blank stare right uh-huh he came a third time and he said to them third time verse 41 third time are you still sleeping and resting it's enough exclamation point. It is enough. That's it. In other words, like, that's it. The hour's come. Behold, the Son of Man is being betrayed in the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. See my betrayers at hand. The one he told him about at dinner. Immediately while he was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, great multitude of swords and clubs came, the chief priests and the scribes and the elders, and his betrayer had given them a signal. Here's the signal, guys. Here's the sign. Whoever I kiss is the one. Seize them and lead them away safely. So there's a word for you in a brand new year. Not everybody who kisses you is your friend. 
Here's the kiss of betrayal. As soon as they had come immediately, he went up to him and he, he said, Rabbi, Rabbi, that must have hurt. Teacher, teacher. They laid hands on him and they took him. One, one of those who stood by drew a sword. This is Peter, incidentally, once again, verse 47. One of those who stood by drew his sword and struck the servant of the high priest and cut off his ear. He wasn't aiming for his ear. He was aiming for his neck. The guy had pretty good reflexes. Ends up taking off his ear, and Jesus answered and said, if you come out, this is while he's picking the ear up out of the dust and putting it back on the guy's head. If you come out like against a robber, you come out with swords and clubs, this is the progression of denial. I was daily with all you guys in the temple. I was teaching. You didn't seize me then, but the scriptures must be fulfilled, and they forsook him. They forgot about him on purpose, verse 50, and they all fled. They bailed. And a certain young man following them, this is Mark, incidentally, the writer of this gospel, really young guy, not one of the disciples, but here mentions himself in verse 51, a certain young man followed him, having a linen cloth thrown around his naked body, and the young man laid hold of him, and he left him. Here's the streaker in scripture. He left the linen cloth and he fled from them naked. This is young John Mark. Verse 53, and they led Jesus away to the high priest. With him assembled the chief priests and the elders and the scribes. But Peter, everyone say, but Peter. Look at, here's an insight. But Peter followed him, what, say it? At a distance. Not what you want to do this year. You want to follow him closer this year than you did your first year. Remember how excited you were when the Jesus revolution was birthed in your heart? Stoked to be saved. Absolutely excited to be in church and to worship. And, and what happens? We gotta mind the gap. Peter followed at a distance. Led him right into the courtyard of the high priest and he sat with the servants and he warmed himself at the fire. The fires of denial. The chief priests and all the council sought testimony against Jesus to put him to death, but they found none. Come on, you need some witnesses. We need some testimony. They found none. For many bore false witness, a bunch of liars, bore false witness against him, but even then their testimonies didn't agree. And some rose up and bore false witness against him, saying, we heard him say, I'll destroy the temple made with hands. Within three days, I will build another one without any hands. And not even then did their testimony agree. Much of disagreement. And the high priest stood up in the midst and asked Jesus, saying, you, you answer nothing. You're not saying anything. What is it these men testify against you? And he kept silent, he answered nothing. And again, the high priest asked him and said, this is huge, this is huge for the new year. Are you the Christ, the son of the blessed, the son of the most high? Are you or are you not? You know, I'm just not really sure who Jesus was. I think maybe he was a nice teacher. I don't think he really ever says, does he? Asked and answered. Jesus said, I am. Jesus said, I am. 
I am. Here's Moses, the burning bush. You know, if I'm going to go stand before Pharaoh, I ought to get your name. Could you tell me your name? What's your name? Tell him I am. Tell him I am that I am. Jesus answers and says, I am. I am what? I am the Christ. I am the son of the most high. I am the son. He's just not some nice guy. He's just not some rabbi teacher. He's not a prophet. He's the son of God. He said it. Take that back to campus. I am. And you will see the son of man sitting at the right. Not only, not only am I, I win. I am and I win. I am and I win. You'll see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the power and coming with the clouds of heaven. And the high priest tore his clothes and said, well, that's it. What further need have we of witnesses? You've heard this blasphemy. What do you think? And they all condemned him to being deserving of death. Some of them spit on him, blindfolded him, beat him, said, prophesy. Struck him with the palms of their hands. And Peter, verse 66, was below in the courtyard, one of the servant girls of the high priest. I'm just going to finish chapter 14. Hold on, track with me. So he's still out warming himself by the fires of denial. Here the servant girl comes along, and when she saw Peter warming himself, she looked at him and she said, you're with, you're with this guy. I, you also were with Jesus. No, 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 not me. No, -uh, denied it. Verse 68, he denied it saying, I neither know or understand what you are saying. No speak English. <laughs> I don't under. And he went out on the porch and a rooster crowed. Don't you think like that would be the wake up call? Like to, to leave the crowd you're hanging with, to leave the porch, to leave the fires of denial. One of the servant girls saw him again, and she began to say to those who stood by, this is one of them, this is one of the 12, this is one of the disciples, this is one of his guys. He's in the band. He's on the team. He denied it again. And a little later, those who stood by said to Peter again, surely you're one of them. You're Galilean. Your speech shows it. Your accent, you're from up north. You're a fisherman. You're Galilean. No! He says, began to curse at them and swear. I don't know this man of whom you speak. The second time the rooster crowed, Peter called to mind the word of Jesus that he had said to him. Look at this. Look at, look at how it ends. Look at the end of chapter 14 in the Gospel of Mark. Before the rooster crows twice, you will deny me three times. And when he thought about it, Lord, help us to think about this together for just a few minutes. Help us to think and ponder about how easy this spirit and culture of a society that is denying who you are could seep into us, how easily that could happen. And we pray a hedge of protection around our hearts 
so that it would not happen, not now and not ever, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen? I was, um, I was out in Borrego um, with Bonnie uh, for my birthday this last week, and uh, Borrego is just like Vegas, except not at all. But what you do have in Borrego that you don't have in Vegas is this. I mean, I know there are a lot of lights in Vegas. But when you're in Borrego, the light show in Borrego, I mean, it is unbelievable. And I got the telescope out that Bonnie got me for my birthday. I got the binoculars out. And I'm pulling, I'm pulling her, and just, we're in this like little Airstream trailer, and I'm like, you got, come here, you gotta see this. And she's like this, she's like, it's cold. I'm like, it's worth it, because you think that's one star, look at it now. And it's like this whole cluster of a galaxy, and I'm just like, whoa. Vegas got nothing on Borrego. I mean, it's absolutely epic, it's incredible. And I'm thinking to myself, how cool it would have been to see that whole dart rocket thing take off. You know the whole dart rocket? Here's the rocket taking off. This dart rocket takes off. Dart stands for double asteroid redirection test. And it shoots this dart rocket out and then intentionally, this is fun guys, intentionally smashes in to the asteroid. It's going 14,000 miles per hour and it crashes into this rock. Look at the size of this rock. It is the size of the football stadium in the games that are gonna be played today. It is that big and this rocket collides with it with the purpose of then knocking the asteroid off course lest that asteroid be headed for our home because that'd be a bad day. So the dart rocket, double asteroid redirection test before it's necessary shoots this thing up and I think that's exactly what's going on in Mark 14. This is like this epic thing. We could watch that. I'd be like in Borrego. I'd be like, there goes the rocket. There's the asteroid. Boom. It's just kind of like this collision between light and darkness and good and evil. And it would be prudent for us, like the dart rocket, to test some things in our life prior to being necessary that we'd be prepared, prepared for whatever 2023 has in store, what's coming down the pike, because the collision that Peter now finds himself on, he finds himself on because he hasn't prepared. And he plummets off course into a downward spiral on this, his worst day. And I think it's sad. Similarly, I think it's sad that so many in this cycle, in this post-COVID season, were unprepared for the sequence of a virus to then take them off course and leave them sort of lost out to sea. And if we were to just sort of like trace the steps of this ominous night of denial, if we could learn from Peter's failure and what led to it. Grab something to write with, church. Grab your iPhone, go to, go to your notes. 
jot down with me six basic, here, here's my spin on the six degrees of separation. Not that we're all related to Kevin Bacon, but that somehow we can, if we're not careful, find ourselves drifting off course with a collision of denial headed our way. Take note of six basic wise things for us to avoid if, in fact, we got serious together about minding the gap. Let's rewind the tape. Rewind the tape, please. Because earlier in the evening, he has declared not once but twice, what's he say? I'm ready to die with you. Okay, there's his first fumble. What is it? One of six, he's putting his confidence in himself. I'm ready, ready to go to the mat, ready to die. I vehemently disagree with you. I will die before I deny. He is putting all of his weight on his own abilities. This is social media. This is TikTok. This is a world that is convincing you and me and our kids to trust in ourselves to put confidence in self, it is the first step in a downward spiral that will lead us to denying the Lord. He trusts himself in his own network, in his own finances, in his, his own know-how. I don't mean to get too specific on the whole thing, but I will, and as a result, we'll get lots of mail this week. But if your kids somehow or your grandkids have gotten wrapped up into this whole socialistic societal agenda, it is completely playing on the wrong team. It starts with this whole permeation and, 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 and percolation every single day that we wake up and we're staring at our phone. We're just sort of like putting ourselves on the throne and thinking the whole world and, and, and all of it revolves around us. And it's killing us. We've even turned church into being about us. What we like, what we want to sing, what we want to hear, and what makes us feel. This place is not about us. This is about him. And we need to come back to putting our confidence in him and not in ourselves, lest we end up like Peter Denying the Lord. Secondly, you know where it leads? It's a progression. I'm not making it up. I'm just pulling it right out of Scripture. Where does it lead? This confidence in self leads to a lack of prayer. He is lagging now as the Lord three times in the garden is like, if I've ever needed you, I need you now in this hour. Would you just stay awake? Would you pray? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Are you almost done up there? Yeah, I know because it's the confidence in self, in us thinking we've got more important things to do today. 
that leads to a lack of prayer. It leads to him literally dozing off. Listen, confidence in self is exactly what brings upon us a spiritual slumber, a boredom with all of these things. And please note where that leads. Third on our list of, of, of six, real fast, and we're gonna, we're, gonna, we're gonna celebrate the meal. Just hang with me. Number three, where's it, where's it, where's it lead? It leads to God's word being dismissed. The lack of prayer, I don't need to pray. I actually remember being at a game. Mitch was playing, I don't know if it was hockey, if it was baseball. I think it was baseball. And this gal came up, recognized us. She's like in the third inning, comes up and goes, yeah, why do we even pray? Which is, a, which is an amazing question. If, in fact, one is putting all their confidence in themselves. Why even pray? Why bother? The confidence in self starts this whole snowball rolling downhill that ultimately leads to Peter's denial, and now he is lagging in his prayer life, which leads to God's word being dismissed. He just told him at dinner how it's gonna go down. In fact, the guy who's dipping his bread with me right now, notice, please, visual. That guy, oh, it can't be that guy. That guy's so cool. That guy that just left, the guy that just exited out to go cash in his 30 pieces of silver. Like, how, how many right now? This is a scary thought. How many right now? I don't mean like in the community. I mean in the room right now are discounting what God has said in his word. Like he has as clearly in his word come out and said, this is how I feel about that. Don't do it. This is how I feel about that. And we're like, I don't think I really agree with that. I actually think I, 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 have, a, I have a better, I get a better spin on that. I think this needs revised. I think it needs updated. I think this is so. And all of a sudden, you find yourself like Peter, where God has declared to you exactly how it's going to go down. I'm going to rise again. If you're wondering where I am, I'll meet you in Galilee. He's laid it all out for you guys, church. He has told you, he not only said, I'm going to be born in Bethlehem. This is when I'm going to be born. I'm going to be born before uh, the temple is destroyed. I mean, there's a lot of concepts in here that just kind of go flying over people's head, and they're like, yeah, I don't know, was he, really, was he really the Christ? Was he just a teacher? He said exactly, the word is being dismissed by culture because we're trusting in ourselves. We're believing that the whole issue that we're concerned with right now is global warming. If you are buying in to the whole Davos lie, you are playing on the wrong team. You are worshiping the earth instead of the creator of the heavens and the earth, the wrong team. And, and, you're, and, you're, and, you're, and you're there and you're justifiably there because everybody else is there and you think there's safety in majority. But I'm telling you this morning, the majority is on a broad road leading to hell. Get out of the pack and stop dismissing his word as, as, as Peter dismisses the word of God. And you know what he does, fourthly? What's he do? This is, this is so relevant. At least it is to me. 
he gets defensive. He gets defensive. He takes matters into his own hands. He grabs his sword. He starts chopping off whatever body part he can chop off. Gets defensive. People get defensive. They're dug in. It leads to denial, you guys. This whole gender fluidity thing, people get very defensive. That's the worship of self. That's how this whole thing starts. That, that, is the, that is the asteroid collision that is headed our way. This whole general, the archaeological folks will dig up your bones no matter how long you felt like you were winning at playing God, and, and they'll determine exactly what God declares in Scripture, male or female. And if you think some other sort of defensive posture of deciding and self-determination, I'm just trying to help as much as I can. It's, that's playing on the wrong team. And that's exactly where he goes in point number five. He, he puts confidence in himself. He, he, he lags in his prayer life. He, he um, dismisses the spoken prophetic promises of the word of God. He gets defensive and he, he, he warms himself by the fires of this world. This is backsliding 101. This is, you're like, I've never come to church before where the pastor actually taught us how to backslide. This is exactly how it's done. This is backsliding 101. Abbreviated BS 101. This is how it happens. And now he's on the wrong team. It's like the guy who grabs the grenade, pulls the pin, blows himself up, and then comes into the church for counseling. See, I, I knew I, you blew your... You, you. It's like this whole yoga thing. You know, if you're still like into the whole, oh, it's not... It's, Bob, it's not the whole Near Eastern Hindu roots that are clearly established throughout your whole namaste exercise routine. It's a Hindu deal, you guys. Knock it off. You're still like into this whole emiogram thing? Please. Mind the gap. Let's do a little research on where all that comes from. It is steeped in paganism, whether it traces back to Bolivian psycho-spiritual self-awareness, self-understanding, self-development. Can, can I just point out that Scripture never says to coddle yourself, 
to care for you, to love you. It says, die to yourself. It says, Paul's like, I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. The life I live, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I beseech you, brothers and sisters, by the mercy of God, to present your bodies as a, come on, help me, a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. This is your, this, this is your what's it say? This is your reasonable worship. In other words, this is an extra credit. This is your reasonable duty. to die to yourself, to let him reign inside of your heart and life and not all of the astrological deadly thoughts of the fourth way of an emiogram that wants to psychometric analyze which of the nine steps you are. Okay, stop, enough. Yourself is being elevated to still reign on the throne. In fact, it actually says in the Enneagram outlines, look it up for yourself before you email me, Google it. First thought, love of self, after that comes the rest of the eight. You know, whether you're a reformer or achiever or a helper or a romantic or an observer or a skeptic or an enthusiast or a challenger or a peacemaker, you know what's missing in that whole list of nine? A servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's the wrong team. Well, I'm actually going to write you then because I'm going to, okay. I love what Lewis says about arguing. You know what he says about arguing? Lewis says, when you are arguing against God, you're arguing against the very power that makes you able to argue at all. (laughs) Where does it lead? Number six. It leads Peter to the dangerous, dangerous, dangerous distance of repeated outright denial. Rembrandt nails it. I mean, there's so much art on this whole picture of Peter's denial, but for Rembrandt, he's just sort of like with the gal. No, not me. Mistaken identity. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just like, la, 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 la. It's just like, right? We can do that. We're just like, well, how was church? Church was awesome. I loved it. What did he talk about? Uh... <laughs> and then you have back in the top right corner, you got the Lord looking over his shoulder, and he's like, Nothing new about it. It's the same Lord who looks over his shoulder in the garden and says, Adam, seriously, Adam? Did you eat of it? No, no, it was her. (laughs) What's that? What is that? That's denial. It's the spirit of denial. Cain, just wondering, have you seen your brother around? No, am I my brother's... That's denial. Noah, seriously, after all we've been through, got your family, are are you like drunk and naked? No, no, I just, I actually deserved a break. Those were a lot of nails. 
have you seen my thumb? I just... Gideon, seriously? I mean, I just delivered you from the midi. You're building a statue to your... No! The resemblance might... That's denial. And it has seeped into our conscience. Our sinful nature, this, this, this undercurrent, is what we bring to the table this morning, this, this, this issue of realizing that these are the snares of the stages of, 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 of separation. It's, it's in our MO. It's our sinful stream of consciousness. It is culture's riptide. It is pulling us down and, 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 and away from the Lord. It is this undercurrent. It is, it is the, you know what it is? It's the stuff of self-rule. That's how it starts with Peter. I got this. Here's the stuff of self-rule, real fast. Uh, I don't believe that I need to be forgiven. I'm good. I'm, I'm good. I'm fine. I'm good. I'm good. Compared to those other creeps, I mean, I, you know, and I, 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 don't believe that, I don't believe he needed to die for sin. I don't know why he had to go through all the agony that you just read about there, but and we, we start to think and believe, I don't need that. I don't, I don't believe he's the way. I don't believe he's the, might be a way, might be a prophet, might have said some nice things, but the way, the truth, this is the stuff of self-rule. You don't believe in a literal heaven. You don't believe in a literal hell. You don't believe the Bible is God's word. You do believe, you do believe is that you know more than God. And ultimately, that's, that, that's what we're up against. That's the train wreck. That's the asteroid that's headed. And that's, that, that, that's what we need to learn from this morning in, in the sense that um, in the sense that Peter is teaching us that following at a distance is dangerous, is a very, very scary trap. And so, I don't know, throw up that slide, you guys, that we didn't use last night. Here's just like nine thoughts. Um, yeah, that's what it is, ultimately. That's how I spell independent, independent. That's what it is. And then throw up this, um, the, the, the nine points, if you would, please. Look, at it, it. just like commit to this or snap a picture of it or just kind of like, Take this to heart and come out for the team thing on Saturday or show up for the movie or jump into midweeks or just kind of say, okay, Lord, I've, I've heard you. I'm going to get serious about following Jesus this year. I'm going to make church a family priority. We're like one generation away from kids not even knowing he exists because we're coming out of this period where, where habits were broken and and. And families, I'm glad you're here, but a lot haven't come back. And they're just kind of like, I don't know. Gotten out of the routine. I've gotten out of the whole thing. Well, it's just like a generation, because now your kids are going to raise up, raising their kids, that it's all optional. And then those kids are going to raise up their kids like he doesn't exist at all. Like, what no longer is a priority that becomes optional becomes non-existent. It's just like gone. But rather, instead... Don't just attend, get involved. Spend time in God's word. Have an active prayer life. 
just, just think what it was. Peter was just like, oh, I'm gonna pray. he's asked me to pray. He's asked me against a prayer. I'm going to pray. I'm going I'm 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 to commit to a close circle of friends. I just pour into them. Get into a group. We're all about groups here. Just get into a group. Get into a home fellowship. Get into, get into serving, some capacity. It's just like, go meet the bald ones. Go meet the bald ones. They'll make you a coffee and then ask, how would you get involved in serving? And they'll tell you their story. It's a great story. Mark and Diana and their kids raised here in the church. I don't know, they've been here like 30 years. Establish some, some, some new habits, God-honoring, and then, and then realize this. Realize this. You need to sow what you want to see. It's this crazy verse. We're gonna, the band's going to come out. We need to stop. We've got a, a lot more we can get to next weekend if you want. Judges. You want to just turn there for a second? Let me show you one verse in Judges. Because it's not just, oh, poor Peter, that was his worst day ever. This is societal. This is cultural. This is an epidemic. This, this, is, a pan, this is out of control. This, Judges chapter 18 is the start of the downfall of, of, of an entire tribe of Israel, the tribe of Dan. And they never recover. Of all of the tribes mentioned in the book of Revelation, the tribe that is left out in Revelation is Dan. Like they don't make it. And here's why. In Judges chapter 18, they come across this wannabe priest guy who's sort of fallen victim to all of the parading of culture. And they're like, in, in Judges 18, they're like, this is like a whole sermon. You start playing so I can stop talking. <laughs> They say to this priest in verse 3, what are, you, what are you doing here? He's like, oh, these guys hired me. They hired me to be their priest. They, they hired me to tell them what they want to hear. He's a hireling. He's not called of God. He's, he's a hireling. He's just like, oh, they hired me. And oh, oh, well, put a good word in for us then, would you, Father? Put a good, we want to prosper in our journey. And the priest says to him, verse 6, go in peace. The presence of the Lord be with you. Just throws one up. Pretty impersonal. Just go in peace. That asteroid, it ain't coming. That, the end, it's not. You're fine. You're good. It's cool. So here's the, it's verse seven. Here's the verse. We're going to close. Look at this. So the five men departed and went to Laish, and they saw the people who were there, how they dealt, dwelt safely. Here's a, there's a trap. I think I'm safe. I think I'm good. I got a nice portfolio. I got a good alarm system on my car. Gated community. I'm good. That, that's the trap. That's the trap of denial. We're fine. We're good. Look at, look at, look at, look at. Is this not like a picture of our society right now? They dwelt safely in the manner of the Sidonians, quiet and secure. Look at this, look at this. 
and there were no rulers in the land who might put them to shame for anything. Like, don't call me out, man. Don't tell me I'm wrong. Who are you to stand up there on that stage and tell me that I shouldn't be a part of this or a part of that? Yeah, they didn't allow for there to be any authority figure in their life that would call them out for anything, for they were far from the Sidonians. Look at this. And they had no ties with anyone. Have you ever seen that verse before? That is a drop the mic warning of a verse to San Diego, to America, to the world as a whole. That you want to have ties with somebody this morning and the way to get back and to get right with him is not to put confidence in yourself or to lag in your prayer life or to discount what he has said to you in his word, but to come back and to kneel, to, 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 to bend the knee, to bow, to, to, to receive and to humbly say, Lord, help me, heal me, forgive me, be my master and my savior and my Lord. I repent and I return to you with all that I've got to live for and pray that you would keep me from a place that would lead to outright denial. Lord, Lord, we pray. We pray that we would learn these lessons, that we would mind the gap, and that even now as we celebrate communion, your spirit would descend upon us and narrow any distance that might still exist between our heart and yours. Bless each heart that is here and each piece of bread that represents your body and each cup that represents your blood that was shed for us. Would you heal and mend and save bless and minister to hearts as only you can for we ask it boldly and, and confidently in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Once we've